See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Hello once again. Welcome to Slow Robot Agogo, show number three. This is Mal coming to you from the world of... What is it going to be today? To the the world of meaningless stoplights and K-pop. Is that good? I don't know. I think I had a better one, but I forgot it. Coming to you from a world where I forget things quickly. Okay. Um, I'm happy to say I received my first viewer mail, uh, or listener mail, so yay for that. A good friend, Val, sent in his thoughts on the first episode without warning. Okay, it says, Well, as far as the first episode without warning, the director, Graydon Clark, started out as an actor in Al Adamson's movies. He was in Hell's Bloody Devils, Satan's Sadists, which is the one I was thinking about the other day, and of course, Dracula vs. Frankenstein. Uh, starring in 19, starting in 1975, Clark started directing low-budget classics, most no- notable The Bad Bunch, um, originally titled I'm Not Saying It, N-word lover. Uh, The second one is Black Shampoo, Satan's Cheerleaders, and Lombada. The Forbidden Dance, among others. Okay, Clark is currently working on a remake of Without Warning. So that's really awesome news. I'm happy that he is actually working on a remake of that because I found that movie to be quite fun. Okay, so thank you very much, Val. Uh, believe it or not, um, I'm fairly certain that if it's not this project, it will be a different movie-based project, but when I return home in about eight months, um, I know uh, Val and myself are going to be doing something with movie podcasting or something like that. Um, We'll hopefully, we can do a a couple different projects together because he's a very knowledgeable fellow. And hopefully, at least my uh, owning a good microphone will get me in the door. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Val. I look forward to hearing from you from uh, with all of the podcasts. I would really enjoy having stuff to read other than just me talking out of my other end. Okay. So thanks, Val. And I look forward to hearing your input in the future. Now on to today's delectable little train wreck. Actually, I'm going to put a teaser in. I recorded a, two sound bites from this movie. I watched it re- just before doing the show tonight because I, 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 I own it, but I wanted to, like, some things you have to, your mind heals and then you have to reopen the wound to really dig out the good stuff. So here is a sound clip. Only in self-defense. 
That's right, the 1957 classic, The Mysterians. Uh, I want to also say something. I doubt that Slow Robot will be continuing along at the blistering pace of one show a night. Um, although that would be fun, that's not realistic. Um, I think mostly uh, I wanted to get a few shows going, so when iTunes sees it, they go, yep, there's a lot of shows there. And also, um, the fact that sometimes I get home and there's a stretch of Korean TV that is uh, Nicolas Cage-rific, if you will. Um, tonight's... Uh, see, in Korea, they buy a lot of our movies. They show a lot of American movies. And let's just say CSI and all that kind of fodder is plentiful here in English. So that was actually a kind of a nice surprise, because I assumed I would have zero to watch. What you also get is a lot of mm, current, fairly current movies that that are visually pleasing, but, you know, the modern-day B-movie, I'll call them. So there's been a few nights of Nicolas Cage chewing up the scenery, and that leaves me with a lot of time on my hands, and I would rather watch The Mysterians than Nicolas Cage. Sorry, Nick. So, some of his stuff's good, but you can only see uh, the the disaster movie with enough, you know, too many times, and you can only see the um, them like breaking into the president's you know, uh, desk, you know, to find a, a, a treasury map or whatever. You can only see that so many times where you're like, oh, okay, that's enough of this. So that's where I'm at right now. Okay, so tonight's movie is The Mysterians. I was always calling it The Mysterians, the Mysterians but I think it's more like The Mysterians. Um, as great as uh, the movie I reviewed yesterday was, that's how opposite this one is. This is made from Toho. Toho, Toho yeah. Um... And I'll get this right out front. I loves me some Godzilla. I love big people in rubber suits jumping around on really badly made cityscapes. So, of course, I love this one, too. I'm prefacing that because I'm going to speak of it with a certain uh, love or, you know, saying, oh, this is funny and this is great, where 99.87% of the world looks at it and goes, that is terrible. So, I understand my weakness, so please bear with me. So, let's get to the particulars. I have to pull up the different pages to tell you, you know, who did it. And I'm, and although I love uh, Godzilla movies and I love Japan very much, I'm actually going there in a few weeks for uh, 14 days. Um, 
I butcher it horribly. So I'm going to be reading these um, names, and I know uh, I know a couple of my friends who are listening are quite versed in J Japanese uh, and uh, you know kind of otaku. So please forgive me. Okay, this is straight from Wikipedia. My friend Wikipedia. The Mysterians, released in Japan as Chikyu Boingun, or Earth Defense Force, is a tokusatsu science fiction film produced and released by Toho Studios in 1957. It was directed by the golden duo of Ichiro Honda and Iji Tsubaraya. Tsubaraya, yeah, sorry. Uh, and he did the special effects. It is notable for being the first tokokatsu filmed in Toho Scope and the first Toho film to use Perspecta stereophonic sound. All movie, uh, pro all movie praises uh, the film for its excellent special effects. Okay, all movie must be uh, a company. Okay, so they're praised for their special effects. Uh, the Mysterians was followed by a sequel, Battle in Outer Space, uh, or, you know, the Mysterians, Battle in Outer Space, and Gorath. Uh, they are considered Toho's space opera trilogy. Um, it also goes on to say about Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So there you have it. And again, I apologize. I know I butcher especially Japanese names. I destroy them. I'm just the worst at it. So it's a Toho release. It's the first one of a trilogy. Um, now, the plot is basically uh, a, a, a race... Um, who a race that's just wandering around from a destroyed planet, Mysteroid. Um, they land on Earth, and uh, basically what happens is they land on Earth, and and they they want their three square kilometers of space. They say that like eighty million times, and of course they also want to marry them up some Earth women, because if any one knows about space folk they want them to, they want to you know they want to marry up some earth women or at least probe some earth women or men and they need land because they don't have any planet anymore so now i'm going to go into the kind of like a scene by scene breakdown first of all i'm going to uh say that mysterians is basically bad movie one-liner heaven you could pretty much take every single line that one of these air quote actors says and it sounds funny. So, there you go. It starts off innocently enough as most of these Japanese, older Japanese movies, airs like a festival. You know, they're in a small fishing village and it's the party scene. And it's a very, um, more than now, there's also, there's a very uh, interesting mix of the uptight Japanese businessman, you know, wearing the the suit or the or the or the you know summertime suits, uh, and people dressed in traditional kimonos, also looking uptight. So the party scene, you you, you start off. There's uh, 
two guys and two girls. They're kind of there's lots of people around them, but you can tell that's what they're focusing on. First guy is uh, what's his name? Damn it, it escapes me. It's like Richio, 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 Richio. I think it's Richio. And the second one, I'm just gonna call him Elvis because he has the most Elvis-rific hair I've ever seen. And then there's two girls, um, girl one and girl two. You know, I don't know what their names are. So. Innocently enough, Elvis Hare says, hey, why don't you dance with blah, blah, blah. And uh, Richie runs off the scene. And then, of course, the Elvis follows him saying, what's the matter? I get, and, you know, of course, uh, Richie says, oh, I, I, I can't get tied down. I, I'm a scientist. I'm an astro-scientist. Or something to that effect. So he's troubled because he's uh, a scientist. Um... And then it quickly cuts away to, oh, look, there's a fire over there. You know, the, the, the transitions in this movie are about as good as the transitions in this show for me. I'm, I'm not too smooth tonight, and I, very, I apologize for that. So anyway, there's a fire. So three guys on bikes try to ride up a mountain, and that doesn't work. And then they say, oh, no, look, a fire. So whatever. Then they kind of just, that peters out. Uh, then they go to, like, a war, like a like a military room, you know. There's a lot of shots in this movie of military rooms with uptight guys in green jackets, you know, with with lots of stars and crap on them, talking about weird things. And then there's also a lot of strange Japanese scurrying. So this is one of those movies. So the, the war room is like, oh, this is a, there's a the, the whole town's missing, you know. This fire took out the whole town. Or the, or says the fire caused a landslide and that took out the town, and then uh, they show them walking around and one one of the lines is, it's as if the town was put into a washing machine and strewn about something to that effect and I was like oh no here we go. So then we cut to a scene where there's a a monster trashing about kicking over buildings as they are apt to do in Japan. Now. That's Toho's seal of approval. That is basically, if you are watching a Toho movie, there's going to be a dude in a rubber suit kicking over something. It's got to be. I think it's in the contracts. So, this one is great because this this monster is like a robotic ALF. It's like, you remember, like it, it, for us old folks, ALF was a TV character who kind of looked like a retarded anteater or something. I don't even know how to describe him. Well, this looks like a gigantic, robotic, retarded anteater. And it's like burning stuff with its laser eyes, as they are often do. The first line of defense, the Japanese run up with some water hoses and spray it with water. Well, it kill, it melts them and like, burns them on fire, so that didn't work. Then they shoot it with guns and they're shooting it and shooting it and of course they just get melted at this point we go to a montage that's unequaled I, I took a soundbite of it and I'll probably do the intro of the show with this soundbite because it's it's pretty much five minutes of stock footage of folks scurrying hurriedly and guys with loudspeakers saying cross the bridge get across the bridge get across the bridge 
And at first you go, oh yeah, they run across the bridge. That's an odd statement, but okay. Well, cross the bridge quickly, cross the bridge quickly. And then this just keeps going on. Like, they say that in the movie, I'll bet you 20 times, and you're like, oh my god, just would everyone please get across the bridge so this guy can stop yelling? And uh, then finally, oh, oh, that's our last line of defense, get across the bridge. And I'm thinking, the bridge, get it, okay, that's your defense. Well, lo and behold, robotic elves are, uh, if you blow up a bridge around them, they fall down and die. So, yay for that. So basically there was a fire slash landslide, natural catastrophe. There was a monster, which one of the uh, military guys calls a robot. Robot, which I love when people say robot. Uh, the, uh, the hell, Futurama says that a lot. The um, Dr. Zoidberg always says, ah, ro robot. So, okay. So they cross the bridge, they blow up this monster. So, okay, now they're wandering about, and apparently at some point, Colonel Sanders was big in Japan, because these scientists that were walking with the military guys had very white Colonel Sanders-ish suits on, you know, and they had the, 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 the little bow tie and the hat and everything, it was great. Well, lo and behold, out of out of the ground comes this big dome, and it says, you know, basically, we are the Mysterons, the Mysterons, and and you know, we require to talk to these five people. Luckily, those five people were standing right outside. They they named the people, and they're like, oh, there you are. And then some very wooden military actor says, but sir, we are in charge of your safety. You know, like, and that's pretty much how he said it too. The, the delivery was unbelievable. So. Okay, so then then they're like, no, no, we take responsibility for ourselves. At this point, they set up this shot, and they show these five guys that they say, walking towards this dome where the Mysterions live. And I swear to God, it looks just like the yellow brick road. Now, the pavement isn't yellow, but the, they're walking side by side on this very strange shot. The shot just looks, like, weird. Well, in the next shot, they get up to the, um, they get to the the outside of this dome, and then the ominous the ominous voice says, "Okay, due to atmospheric pressures, where you know you you'll have to change into these suits when you get in." And I'm like, "Oh, here we go. It's on now, like Donkey Kong." I don't think I can say that. I think that was actually copyrighted. It's on like Donkey Kong. I don't care. I'm saying it. Come get my pennies. This is where it gets just wacky, and most of the older Japanese movies have a very um, funny, beautiful, innocent wackiness to them. Like, like when you watch them, you're like, why would that guy be wearing a helmet or a codpiece? They just do. You just gotta roll with it. So I'm watching this. The special clothing are these like very, I don't know, like, like these capes, like evil capes, you know, like I figure I figure I consider a cape normal when it's a cape and evil when it has that like popped collar action going on like Dracula's popped collar like like the popped collar cape that equals evil so they make these five scientists that look like Colonel Sanders wear these this special clothing which is like you know red capes and they walk in and 
and that's when it's just awesome. The Mysterions are wearing like motocross helmets that are puffed out and like yellow or blue, red, or yellow sh like shirts and then like and matching cod pieces. I swear to God. And they all have like the capes and the helmets and var the helmets have like various appendages over their faces and all that stuff. It's it's really awesome. And it's the typical 60s like like glass tubing with a light through the middle of it for no reason. Like that's their energy source and all that kind of stuff going on. That's when they sit down at the table and basically say, you know, we're we're Mysterions, you know, you and we need we require we require three square kilometers or kilometers. I don't know how to say that right either. Three square kilometers of space. Oh, and by the way, we need to mate with your women. And at that point, you watch this and you go, oh, really? I don't know. They say it a million times. Not the women part. That's just implied after this. So the people leave. And, you know, it, it turns out... And, and at this point, there's, like, stock footage. Toho is also very famous. I think they own stock in the Japanese military. If not, there's a couple branches named after them at least like they basically have so much stock footage in these in their movies of tanks and people running around and setting up little things you don't even know what they are they're just you know how stock footage is like oh look at that they're putting a thing into the back of a plane or whatever so this is where the stock footage ramps up i mean now because now the the, the the Japanese military is like, well, we have to fight. We can't let them have three kilometers of square kilometers of space. You know, which and and okay, so so they so they're doing that. You know, the military is saying no, no, and and the Mysterions the whole time are saying we're men of science and we're not gonna hurt you. We're nothing to see here. Uh, move along. We're just trying to help you folk out. At one point, Elvis goes home. Oh, that's the other thing. The Mysterions have a list of the women they want to mate with. And, of course, it's the ones from the party. Like, the one, the two from the beginning. They've already taken the other women that they require, and now they just want these other two. And the picture is of Elvis and um, Raichi's girl, girlfriends or whatever. So Elvis begrudgingly goes into the house. There's a few shots in this house. And the girls are there almost looking like a, they they might as well be wearing poodle skirts you know what i mean straight up they're like 50 style and 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 they're like he sits down and he's very you know haggard and oh they the, they want to mate and the girls are like oh no and then they're like but and you're on the list you know and then they're like please say this is a joke and no he doesn't at this point the tv comes on turns out raichi is a traitor and that's right he's in the mysterion's base because he um he did a study on them and now he wants to study them further and, and he he admires them for their scientific knowledge um so if you ever want to talk to him you know you they they shouldn't attack and if you ever want to talk to him just turn on your tv set uh, which then it fades out and there's a, the tv's on so whatever I, at this point you just really start noticing that this is basically like 90 minutes of one guy with war on his shirt and one guy with science on his shirt and all they're doing is kicking each other in the nuts like back and forth 
because they'll be one shot's like, oh, we're we must fight, we must bomb them, and then the next fight, we we're just here for science. We we we're men of science. They, you know, they say science more than that Thomas Dolby song in this movie. They I think they got paid by the science commission a nickel every time they say science, and they made millions. So th this just goes on and on. So then, at one point, they're like, oh, they, they attack this dome, and of course they get their asses kicked because the dome spits out lightning and all this blah, blah, blah. And then, um, so now Japan says, Earth, or, uh, you know, now this is Earth's problem. Um, and we're going to call, you know, America and Russia are on the same planet, and they have to learn to live with each other. And in Sonder, to one very, you know, American guy and one Dasvidanya guy. And, you know, and then. They collaborate, and yes, we should have a strike, and we should attack them, and everyone's, you know, at this point, the whole movie is basically the Mysterion saying, no, no, we're we're science-y folk, and then all, all the stupid, um, I almost said stupid Americans, all the stupid Earthlings say, no, no, let's bomb them, they're going to take more of our women, and they'll take our jobs, South Park reference. So, they're getting, they get their asses kicked left and right, and then finally, um, the American guy walks in and says, "Our problems are solved. I we've discovered this electron cannon thing. We just need to bolt it onto a plane." And you're like, "Okay." Anyone that knows anything about the military knows that isn't how it works. So anyway, yay for that. And they're they're advancing. And Elvis Hare says, "But what about the women?" And then he and then he runs off into the wilderness. Um, and then he, of course, he get he finds a way into this bottom. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. While meanwhile, while the while they're saying they just need uh, three kilometers of space, of course the Mysterions are building a base underneath Japan. All their base are belong to us, and as soon as they finish it, they're going to take over the world from that thing. So Elvis Hare noticed their trench when he was there or something, and he runs in to save the women folk, which of course. He waltzes in and immediately, uh, he, he, like, he goes in and he starts shooting the place up a little bit, and then, of course, <laughs> this is one of the greatest things, is he's shooting, like, this, the, the, all the, the electric tubes, and, and then, like, they start advancing on him, and the gun doesn't work, and he literally just chucks the gun at the one guy, and the one guy just steps aside and it goes flying by. It was freaking awesome. Then they, like, beat him up a little bit, and then, um, and then they throw him in with the women, and uh, and then the one Mysterion comes in and he says, oh, it turns out to be that Raichi, who says, I was duped, you know, take my thesis to the head science person and save the women folk, and I'm going to go back and help blow this place up. So, meanwhile, so, okay, Elvis Hare gets all the women out, and the American-Japanese-Russian collaboration works, and the, the rays advance and blow this thing to hell. And but the, th a couple of the fighters, uh, a couple of the Mysterion ships get away. So the the parting, the parting, you know, like sciency thing, or or the, the 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 moral of the story is, oh, they got away, which means they'll always be a threat. We must always work together with science as one globe, not as nations. The end, you know, and uh, fade to black, and the end of it. So that was a little bit long-winded, but it it was uh 
every shot is kind of a marvel because <laughs> you just you're watching this stuff and it almost sometimes it looks like it's just cobbled together from other movies and at one point there was like one of the the worst blue screened tank like like they look we're really driving a tank here it it almost looked like they were rocking it with brooms you know it was just insane so and it, as as you're watching it one of the things i do love and i do I do love a lot of the Godzilla stuff. I have almost all of them, and I love um, a lot of the Japanese. I wanted to do Latitude Zero tonight, but I don't have a copy of it in Korea, and I don't remember it clear enough that I could do it. Like, I already did the research for it. I mean, but I've watched it like two or three times, but before I do these, I want to watch them right away so I can... That's where I'll find the funny stuff or pick stuff out to talk about with you guys. Um, so that wasn't happening. You know, um, I, I'll have to find a copy or get us get my DVD mailed to me. Um, you know, so I wanted to do Latitude Zero, but I instead instead I had a copy of this with me, so I watched that. You know, watch the Mysterians. Uh, I do love the Japanese stuff out of the 50s and 60s. I love looking at the background. I love seeing their houses, like what's in their houses, their fans, or how they dress, or how they act. Um, much the way I like watching American stuff from the 50s, too, because it's, it's a different world, you know. So I did enjoy that quite a bit. Overall, don't go in with a lot of expectations, and you'll love the movie. If you love Rodan and, and, and Godzilla, you'll just this will just click right along with your, I love this one, too. Um, is it great? Hell no. It, in fact, it's kind of so much of the stock footage in the same stuff you'll almost be like, yawn. There's parts of it where you can actually go do the dishes or whatever, or cook your dinner, and you ain't going to miss a whole lot other than people scurrying about with, you know, stock footage. But good story, funny story, or funny in parts because of the wackiness and the B-movie of it. So, all right, that's going to be my parting shot of it. I'm going to drop in the audio of the quickly, cross the bridge quickly, and... I thank you for listening. I, I again, I didn't do a music break this time, uh, so it's just 30 minutes of me blah 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 blahing. I again, I'm still trying to find what feels good for this podcast. So make sure to you know put in the comments. Go on, go on the uh, slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com and you know let me know what you think. Or those of you who know me, send me an email. Let me know. If you don't like the whole concept and say you should scrap it, I probably won't do that, but I always look for, you know, constructive criticism. So, um, you know. All right. Thanks a lot for listening, and I doubt I'll be doing one tomorrow. If I got seven shows out of a week, that would be a little bit out of control. And people would say, you're obsessive compulsive, and that thing. So, all right. Enjoy. Go out. And I'm not going to say buy this one. I'm going to say just go out and um, Netflix this one or, you know, find a friend like me to borrow it, watch it, and um, give it back. This is this is one that's made it into a few of the um, science fiction packs. This is like, you know, like Latitude Zero, I don't think, has made, and I know none of the Godzillas other than Godzilla packs. They're not included in those, you know, 50 sci-fis for a buck, but I think Mysterions is in a few of them. This is one that kind of lower tier that got 
rights got sold off to, and off you go. So go out there, check it out. It, it's a good B-movie for a rainy Sunday. And thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon.